When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up and welcome back to the Kind of Funny Screencast. As always, I'm Tim Geddes, joined by It's Christmas in September, Joey Noel. Hello. Oh, ironically, like two weeks ago, I was like, you're never going to see me on Screencast talking about what if and Marvel stuff. And here I am. <laughs> oh, we always find a way. I love the hoodie too, Joey. This is fantastic Thank you. stuff. It says emotionally exhausted by one Philly D. Oh, there we go. There we go. Of course, we have the big dog, Kevin Coelho. Hey, guys. The the producer slash seducer, Nick Scarpino. What if? <laughs> like, I, I understand you can make fun of it in a million different ways, Nick, but like that one just seems <laughs> weird. Did it see that Andy and I were talking before we started? Did it seem like the what if this time was different? Did it seem I, like it was a different what if? I, w- I am right with Nick, but my issue was that I was mentioning earlier is that I watched it on my iPad. So I'm wondering if there was some some tone some tonality loss in translation off the ipad speakers because tim nick and i always had the issue of we're like oh jeffrey wright's gonna say what if this is gonna sound epic and amazing and it was what if and i was like what that's yeah. kind of why obviously we're doing like an exaggerated version yeah, yeah, yeah. but yeah. this time we heard what if and i was like yeah jeffrey wright got me in it was yeah really i, I want to watch this now you know yeah. I watched yeah. it on my Mac laptop, which I always do. I kind of just sit on my couch back there and just two Apple it on, products maybe a change. It's got great speakers on it, and I swear to God, it was different read. And I was too lazy to go back and listen to the other ones because literally you can skip the <laughs> intro. It, it definitely run could online. be. Yeah. I, just so yeah. that we're clear, I was also part of that conversation. I don't know why I got excluded from Nick's like recap. You'd of already the been introduced, Kevin. I'm sorry. You would already been introduced. Yeah. Like, you, you said me and Andy introduced. were talking about it, but it was me, Andy, you, and maybe Joey. Ghost maybe Joey was Joey. also you, there. If you remember. Ghost Joey, was here. anyone can cook. Ghost anyone Joey was cook. terrifying, and I'm glad we'll never explain it. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ, I don't even know what this is. We have the producer slash seducer, Nick Scarpino. Captain. And we also have the Nitro Rifle, Andy Cortez. What if? Yeah, that's, Nick just added some weird-ass fucking, like, creepy guy trying to sell you drugs on the street to it. Which, like, <laughs> hey, that is an entirely different what-if. But this is the kind of funny screencast where each and every week we get together to review the latest in TV and movies. You can get it on YouTube.com slash kindoffunny or roosterteeth.com. If you want to get it as a podcast, just search for Kind of Funny Screencast on your favorite podcast service, and we will be right there for you. If you want to get the show ad-free, you can go to patreon.com slash kind of funny and do just that every single week we review the latest what if episode including today episode six we are breezing through these uh this one is entitled what if obadiah stain didn't get to say tony <laughs> uh no it's actually called what if killmonger rescued tony stark and a box Cortez. of scraps <laughs> i want to start with you I didn't, did we didn't hear what you said because I was yelling it with a box of scraps. I said Andy Cortez. I want to <laughs> oh, start with you. <laughs> uh, what did I think about this episode, Tim Gettys? I thought it was okay like all the other ones. And I'm starting to just think like, was this worth it? 
for me. Like, it, am wow. I getting out of this what I'm this. putting in? It's only 30 minutes. So maybe, <laughs> maybe it's <laughs> kind of on equal footing with each other. Um, I, I thought it, an interesting premise, like a lot of the other episodes, it just isn't really having any impact for me. And the fact that this one kind of ended in the way that it did with that sort of Twilight ending, that t- Twilight Zone sort of, oh, Shuri and, and Pepper are going to go after um, the new Black Panther um, and BJ, Michael B. Jordan. And it's just like, I just don't really care. I don't know. I, I find myself caring less and less, even though the stuff that they're showing is still interesting and they're coming up with cool concepts. I just, again, I was always the type, I was talking about this the other day, how when I wanted to get into comic book reading as somebody who was such a noob and still am and like never, ever got into it, by the way. But my worry was, hey, comic book readers, let me know what's the real canon, because I don't want to read shit that like doesn't really matter. And I feel like that's how I'm feeling about this show. Like, what what are the what are the runs I need to read that actually matter to the real universe? And I feel like I'm getting that with this show. Where it's like there's a lot of stuff that doesn't feel like it has any consequences. So I don't really know if I actually do care. Nick Scarpino. Um, I I'm I like this for all the reasons that Andy just said, which sounds weird, but like the opposite of right. I love that I don't have to necessarily be be bogged down with the canon of all these stuff 23 movies and all the shows and all the stuff now i love that they can just take these random stories and make these twisted fucked up outcomes out of them i love this episode i think this is one of my favorite episodes so far not not the least which because i think killmonger is a character that was that i wish they could have explored more in the movies i wish they could have brought him back and i think he is a very very um a very very powerful adversary to everyone in the mcu and it's cool to see i wish this was like an hour and a half long movie because i think yeah. i would have loved to have watched this played out over that it does all these the criticism that i have of this the same as i have all of them i just wish they were longer i wish like this story was cool i like how he did what he did it just seems completely unrealistic to do in a, in a, in a 30 minute long time span and i granted i know it was supposed to like kind of happen over um you know over the series of of, of months potentially but it's like it's kind of weird that he's like i'm just there and they're like well how are you there he's like well i was working on a black ops mission i was like well did no one check that out but i digress um i think it's a cool concept i love the drone suits i love the fact that tony thinks he's got one over on him but killmonger's like uh you don't really know who you're fucking with here um and i just think it's kind of cool i I always like the reminds me sort of of the omen i don't know if you guys have ever seen that movie but the end of the omen is so great because the because the kid, the devil, basically just has a little shitting grin on his on his face when he's basically being adopted by the guy that's supposed to be president of the United States. You're like, he's winning. No one can stop this person. And I love, I just like that feeling. I like anything that can that can stoke that for me. And this totally did it for me. Adam Koala, what do you think? I feel like uh, the more I watch this series, the more I'm I'm kind of like I I don't like it. It it just. I, I the more I realize like it is the connectivity and like I've said this before that of the MCU that I like so much this these one offs feel like you can do anything they don't really care about the suits it it kind of blows my mind that a vibranium suit which it's like key thing is it, it absorbs vibrations you know uh is taken out by a sound the the like I don't remember what it was called mm, in the first yeah. One. But that sound thing, and that seems to me like a huge hole in the like 
but it like it's it's main property vibranium is that it absorbs uh, like forces so it should in this universe doesn't come in this universe but like that that's the hand wavy stuff that kind of makes this like everything seem like or it makes it seem like nothing matters and then it's hard for me to keep my attention and there's just anytime they need to they can do the hand wavy stuff of like oh you know Killmonger killed a, a a robot droid because he had the the spear with him, and it's like, all right, I you know I guess that's good enough, but it just I I don't know. Um, so many things start to feel disconnected and not like our characters that it kind of loses my attention. Like I've downgraded this show to like instead of watching at midnight on my TV, I now watch it in the mornings on my iPad. Oh, and the kiss of death and the quote. Wow, that, that, <laughs> I mean, that, like, it, what I'm saying is, like, this isn't a show I'm excited about at all. The, the episode for last week is, like, a comic line that, like, I really, really, or a, a comic storyline that, like, I w- was very into when I was young, and I didn't like what they did. I, the same with this thing. Like, the, the story that we're getting now, on paper, should be really cool. I really like Killmonger. I really wanted to see more time spent, but like him being like adopted by uh, his uncle, uh, like that just didn't seem to sit well. Like the the fact that he went in there by himself instead of uh, the um, sorry uh, the the Black Panther went in there by himself instead of with his squad with the um, I can't Dora Milaje. Yeah, yeah, it's like that doesn't make sense. There's just too many like little weaknesses and holes. That like just make me feel like this is a very much a uh, non consequential story. Also, I really feel like they should have gone um, with like one story, like I, this ending on a cliffhanger where the, when there's no promise of more seems dumb to me. Because like if I like the story, which I, I wasn't a huge fan of, like ending like that really makes leaves you like you know, wanting more and there's just no signs that that's going to happen. It's that sort of black mirror twilight zone thing of these are all one case episodes. And at the end you go, Whoa, what's, what does that mean for that universe? But unfortunately here, I just don't care. And Nick, I love the whole kiss of death comment you just made about Kevin's downgrade. Cause it's like the show went from Wednesday night, primetime to Friday night, like at 8 PM. (laughs) Like nobody cares. Out of all the, all the, the Marvel shows so far, this is the, the only one that I haven't been excited. I usually forget it's happening. And like, we'll remember morning of like, Oh shit, I got to watch this now. Joey Noel, this is your first time on this show. What, we'll, we'll talk about your thoughts about the whole show overall later, but this episode mm-hmm. in particular, what'd you think? I was pretty disappointed with this one, but also not at the same time. Um, I really liked the, I loved the Doctor Strange episode and I really liked last week's Zombies episode. So I thought we had kind of come to a point where where I was like, we turned a corner. We got through the stories I didn't really care about and we are, I am looking good for the rest of this show. Um, and then I watched this one and I guess the biggest thing is like, I've never, when I've thought about wanting more Killmonger in MCU stuff, never have I ever thought like, I want to see what happens if Tony Stark and Killmonger hang out. Like that has never really been a pairing that I've ever wanted or asked for. So like this whole episode for me was like pretty meh. Um, especially like Tony back then who was so like just playboy Tony and like not particularly exciting. 
as a character IMO. I'm also not a huge Iron Man fan in general. Um, so yeah, I just I think this show has a couple things going against it for me of just like I don't really like animated stuff and I'm kind of with everybody about like this all feels like pretty inconsequential. I am interested in how they wrap it up because I assume the last episode this is all like I assume it's all gonna get tied together. I don't know. I don't know. I haven't been watching these to be honest. So I have no idea what you guys have talked about in terms of these storylines coming back together or not. Um, but I assume that's happening. And if not, then I think it's gonna be a bigger miss. Um, but yeah, I just we all don't we all kind of decided no, Joe. We all kind of like after we saw after. Well, I mean, after I see Black Panther and it's like, oh, well, he was just Star-Lord a couple episodes ago. All right. Well, I don't really know if this is going to get together. And if it does, is that even something I want? Is that even something yeah. that can make this more of a more enjoyable experience? I don't know. Yeah, I will say that the ending ep- or the ending scene with Shuri and Pepper makes me think that this is going to tie up more than any other episode before. But we'll see what happens. Um, and then I also, with this episode, I think like the first three or four minutes, we like pretty much don't need it all and are kind of wasted time of like, do we need the animated Avenger scene? And do we need the like animated Tony snap of like, this seems like you could have flushed out more interesting parts of the story instead of just like rehashing for the billionth time. Like one thing can change a whole thing. Like we get all of that. I don't, I think it was cool to see those moments, but I think that that storytelling time could have been used to like flush out more of the actual story instead of just normal MCU stuff. The further we get in this show, the more it feels like I'm watching a completely different show than all you guys because <laughs> I am on such a different page where I'm I'm loving this. I definitely don't think that like a lot of the complaints that you guys have, I, I agree with, but like they just don't bother me as much and I don't see them as hand wavy as much as I see it as like I like the runtime shorter. I like that it is kind of the greatest hits. We're filling the gaps. We've seen these movies so we kind of can understand the motivations and all that stuff like it makes sense to us. It's not like it's just not there. It's just in between things that we've already seen. And the reason I like the show so much is that I love the way that they're constantly surprised me from my expectations. Like knowing that we're going to get this Killmonger episode, I thought it was going to be a, we're, we're making Killmonger a good guy. Did not at all expect them to not only make him a bad guy, make him a super dope bad guy, super chess master Zemo level stuff where it's like, I want to see this Killmonger go up against uh, some of our like the greater heroes later in the the universe and stuff and that won't ever happen because of how early this is but my other favorite thing about the show has been kind of the melding of different timelines the melding of different movies in one single thing where it's like the idea of uh, even the first episode now like in retrospect being able to look back at it it's like it is just the first Avenger but it also has elements of Iron Man like uh, with Howard Stark making the, the Iron Man suit instead and then with this like so clearly having Black Panther which was so late in the the, the MCU films to meet up with Iron Man 1 and for them to in my opinion really kind of nail the Tony Stark attitude and and vibe like voice aside like that's not what I'm talking about I'm talking about the character and the dialogue like the lines uh, I thought they did a really good job in the way he acted and um, seeing that it's like it's kind of cool and refreshing and I like that we get to go back and get more of characters that we haven't that, that we are impossible to get more of because 
they've moved on so quickly and did bigger and greater things uh, throughout the the movies. But I like that these these shows allow us to kind of like get more time with Angela Bassett's character and allow her to like allow us to see her in her prime in this timeline where we would have never seen before unless we get flashbacks in Black Panther. But seeing Shuri when she's like younger, like it just puts the MCU into more context. And I think there's like a lot of subtext and a lot of just like smaller things in the background between the lines that strengthen the MCU as a whole without having to have these like giant ramifications of like, oh, they're all going to come together and this character is going to be actually in live action stuff, which I still very much think is happening. Uh, if not at the end of the season, I think it's going to build just into the overall narrative. But the fact that the Watcher is getting closer and closer and closer and closer every episode, it's like they're building to something. Like they like there's a clear, clear thing where he's more detailed in this episode than he's ever been before. So it's like... I like it. I'm totally in for the ride. I think that they're doing a really good job having the episodes be varied one-to-one. Uh, -one. Um, I love the amount of obscure side characters they're pulling in. It really feels like it's rewarding for people that have watched and rewatched and rewatched and rewatched the MCU movies over and over, where it's like even seeing Obadiah Stane is like kind of cool. And the fact that uh, Thunderbolt Ross is in this and like the entire Wakanda cast and uh, just like all these like characters that start adding up, um, including Don Cheadle, Don Cheadle in uh, Iron Man one timeline. There's like these just satisfying moments that make the universe feel like more of a, a universe, even though some of these characters weren't even in That's Iron Man that. or Black Panther, like things like that. So mm -hmm. I'm, I'm really enjoying it. And uh, we only have a couple episodes left and the, just from looking at the trailers, like those all seem to be really interesting things that at this point, I expect to go in completely different directions than I've expected so far. So this episode is brought to you by HBO Max. If you're here, you probably love video games, but sometimes we have to face the cold, hard truth. We can't game all the time. Sometimes we got to kick back and watch some movies and some TV too. So it's a good thing HBO Max is here to save the day with all of your favorite DC content. HBO Max has an expansive superhero collection to feed your fandom. Greg Miller is stoked, of course. They've got Wonder Woman. They got Justice League, Stargirl, Batwoman, HBO, Shazam, Suicide Squad. The list goes on, of course. Plus, the streaming platform lets you download your favorite titles and take them with you on the go. All the bingeable collections handpicked by humans, not robots. Personally, I've been enjoying and a whole bunch of different things uh, over on HBO. I love all the day and date releases. We know we got The Matrix now coming out in December. That's really exciting to look forward to. We got Malignant. I'm about to watch that this weekend. Check out some of the best superhero content and so much more only on HBO Max. Get streaming today by going to hbom.ax slash kindoffunnydc. That's hbom.ax slash kindoffunnydc. Next up, shout out to Rooster Teeth's Last Laugh Season 2. I was a huge fan of Season 1, uh, mainly because my boy Alfredo was in it. But Season 2, can't wait for it. Here's the whole pitch for it. Do not laugh. It's part game show, part social experiment, 100% evil laugh challenge, spectacular. Last Laugh returns for a second season with 12 contestants gathered for six hours to see who literally laughs last. If they laugh, smile, or smirk, they're eliminated and prevented from dethroning Season 1 champion the homie blaine gibson uh the host of the show jeff ramsey and elise willems so that's super awesome they have a new collection of surprises but will there be enough to break the contestants we'll have to find out uh last laugh season two debuts september 9th on rooster teeth but you can catch up on all of season one right now what what do you think the watcher endgame is do you think it's going to be like ultimate predictions is it going to be I, one of these timelines will now affect the rest of it or 
because I, I don't know. It just seems like kind of. Well, I mean, I thought making Endgame was going to be an impossible movie. I thought like ending this in a satisfying way, ending the Infinity Saga uh, was going to be a pretty tough thing to do, and they figured it out because they're I... absolutely geniuses over there. But like, how, like it just seems like such a tall tale to try to have this, you know, have ramifications for the rest of the MCU. I I think that something to remember is that all the MCU shows right now. Uh, like I think the majority of people think that they have ended, like their their endings have been weak, right? So I think, and then part of that is because we like s- sit here and think of something we think is cool, but like the story just ends. I really believe that the last episode is just going to be another universe, maybe a cooler one, and that's going to be it. There's not going to be anything tied together between any of these. Um, yeah, I wh- wh- uh, quick question. When where was uh, the Watcher in the uh, the last episode, the zombies one? What like because that's that's the one where I missed him. Was he like he was in it? He was in an overhead sort of big shot mm-hmm. when they were driving to New Jersey no, on the train. The so in the in the same way and he was in the he, beginning as well. But so in the episode. same way that he was in the background of like the what was it the um, was it Thor in in this episode? No, no, in the. Well, in this, yeah, I guess in the same way he was in the background of this one, because I do feel like we've been getting closer, but I kind of feel like now we're getting further away again. Oh, no, no, more, no. Like we're getting, we're detail. getting more, of, we're getting more of him. But we're the fact like that lines yeah, and like clothing the fact, colors, the fact that he isn't just this ethereal presence yeah. in the stars. Now, yeah. like we're seeing Duck, skin color, point, we're was, seeing clothing. Starbucks in this one. He was just yeah. <laughs> in, in Doctor Strange's episode. Didn't we see him like physically there almost? Like it seemed like he was. Doctor Strange looked at him, and it seemed like he was a character. They, they, at one point, he fully, said right? he heard him in the Doctor Strange one, yeah. right? Where he said, uh, yeah, yeah, that? yeah, Like, he said yeah, something yeah. like that, so they interacted. You talking shit or what? So he said. Yeah. <laughs> but that's your point, like, Kevin. What are, you, what are you trying to say? Uh, I just I just feel like that was the most, like, uh, like that he was in that Well, no, space. in the – and the Doctor Strange one, he was actually like, "You could stop this, right?" He goes, "I can't." Yeah, they, they talk. They talk. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like in that one, he was. It seemed like for a moment he was physically like present, and I feel mm-hmm. like we're moving away from that again. Well, maybe they're hinting there that Doctor Strange has abilities that nobody else think, does, where Doctor think, Strange can talk with other sort of deities, or not deities, but just you know, he has more abilities than. What Tony yes. Stark or Killmonger would have. You know? I, I, I agree with that. And I think that that also then makes it clear that they're, I, I don't know if they're using him as getting closer or more detailed as a 100% thing. are. Yeah. They definitely are. I agree with Tim. Yeah. I agree with Tim. The fact like that he was like, like almost non existent in some of the earlier episodes. And then they started putting him in that, like, because I remember the first couple of episodes, we didn't see him. Maybe, maybe only the first one. But then I made a comment of like, do you think they went back in post and were like, hey, we should put him up in these mountains or whatever because it looks really dope as shit. And, you know, he's kind of just, you know, this gigantic foreboding presence as you see the tiny little car or the ship or whatever it was that was in the foreground yeah. moving along or whatever. And I just feel like we have been getting more and more. And this time was the clearest we've seen him so far. He was absolutely okay. just a person, like white eyes, of course, but like skin, uh, big head, clothing, all that sort of shit. Yeah. We haven't seen that yet. Yeah, real quick, uh, when I was giving my thoughts, I forgot to say I did not like the end. I thought it was the most abrupt we've had yet. And I like that 
doesn't sit well with me. I like what they're setting up, but it's just like, yeah, I, I thought it came a little too too quickly there. Um, I, in terms of theories and stuff, I don't think this season's necessarily going to end with like him getting involved in it being this big thing. It might, but I wouldn't be surprised if it's just at the end it's him having to step in, and that's kind of the end of the season. We know we're yeah. getting a season two, so it's like, but that to me is enough of like there is some progression happening with these worlds and him being involved in the whole thing. What's up, Nick? Kind of like oh, wetting their that, palate a little bit. That's what I would think too, right? I don't think this is going to have like massive consequences and i don't necessarily think i want it to again because i think the strength of the show is that they can just do kind of whatever they have got this cool little playground uh to experiment in but um uh no that's all that's all i want to say uh is there going well oh um i was just gonna say i have i haven't been look like this is the least i've been into like looking at like reddit and stuff like that is there any chance that this is like the watcher explaining to doctor current day doctor strange who like has fucked up the multiverse that like this is how things change and stuff like that i mean there is Maybe, i don't think so but like that's totally like i could see them pulling some shit like that for sure yeah, now that we've gotten the, like, No Way Home trailer and we know that Strange has, like, pulled some shit, then, like, maybe this is him trying to be like, hey, this is how one thing changes everything, but who the fuck knows? I'm very interested to see how they land this plane. <laughs> uh, Nick, Joey, I mean, closing out yeah. this episode here. Yeah. Before, Eddie. It was going to be a stupid joke. I was going to say, people are asking <laughs> what if, what about when if? No. It's stupid. It's fucking stupid. Can I, can, can I, I say like how that. are they asking I like that, Eddie. How are they asking it? <laughs> <laughs> when yeah, <When if>. <laughs> oh, no. Joey, uh, we only have a couple minutes before we have to get to games daily. But uh, overall, what have you been thinking of, of the show? Um, it's the least invested I've been in a Marvel show this year for sure, which is like a weird thing to say because I feel like a year ago we would have like I would have killed for just any little crumb of more MCU. Um, but I, I animated stuff is not usually my jam, so I knew that that was going to be like a strike against the show for me personally. Um, I think the we have learned that voice actors have a harder job than maybe we have ever thought of. <laughs> uh, just because you can act in uh, live Wakanda. action stuff doesn't mean... Forever. Like, why yeah. did he say Wakanda forever? Like, Paula was walking in on Kevin and he had to be quiet for the that forever part. It was not... It, it really sounded like Michael B. Jordan had to do a pickup line of recording but he had family over and he couldn't right. really like express an emote in that way. Yeah, that that was not a great uh, ad read or a, a line read right there. You, know what, it, you know what it sounds like when you cobble together together someone else's sentences to make another sentence? <laughs> it's like, I really want to go to Wakanda. And then it was like, what, how, do you, how do you feel about Forever 21? It's just Wakanda, forever. <laughs> I feel like they, they must have gave him the direction of like, sound more American. Like, don't, like, we want it to be distinctly different than T'Challa's uh, Wakanda Forever. But yeah, it did not work. But yeah, Joey, continue. Yeah. Oh, um, I think that this for me was like the weakest episode since the first one with Captain Carter, which I did not, was not particularly impressed by. I really liked the Doctor Strange episode and I thought the zombies one was really fun. I think for me, this is the strongest when they do stuff that's like pretty as far away as possible i guess from like normal mcu stuff i don't really love the episodes where they're totally retreading even though i feel like that i just contradicted myself because i liked the doctor strange episode which is i don't know we'll get into that later um but i'm really excited for the party thor episode that's coming up i think hopefully that'll be a fun one but every episode i've been excited for so far has not really I'm through. Um, I going back to what Tim said earlier. I do like that they kept Killmonger a bad guy. One of my biggest critiques of the first episode is like everything they did with Bucky felt like very not his character. Like him pulling uh, Captain Carter away from the crash site with like Steve dead. I'm like, 
Bucky Barnes would not have done that. Bucky Barnes would have been so invested. He's not pulling away this girl that met Steve three weeks ago. Um, so I like when they keep like the core of who the character is the same. And I feel the same way about the T'Challa with the Ravagers episode two, where it's like, no, he's still him. And I feel like that's where this episode is the strongest, where it's like, no, we're going to keep Killmonger bad. Um, but hopefully the rest of them get better. It's kind of justified, honestly. <laughs> no, and I still want the like I still want Black Panther, but from Killmonger's point of view, which is like a pitch that I had made like years ago on the Game Over Greggy show when we had talked about like theories about this with Lou. And I still think that that could be a very compelling story because it's like he does have really interesting motivations and I think told from reverse could be interesting. It's it's one of those that I really get bummed out about whenever a villain is used in one movie and just kind of done with and it's mm-hmm. like god i love darth maul i love this actor and you just and watch I love... cross back yeah <laughs> cross is so bad dude so terrible he's in the new seasons of billions and i think of him every time he pops on screen <laughs> this is the worst villain let us know in the comments the below what you think of this episode and how excited you are for the rest of the episodes until next time i love you all goodbye <laughs>